You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. You're tuned in to Tapped Out. Hosted by Brendan Tobin and Sean Levine, only on the BetQL Network. And the beat rolls off on the BetQL Network with our producer, Jake Noaker, and of course, my co-host, Brendan Tobin, on the sports machine, Sean Levine. And let's welcome in friend of the show from Cageside Press. He is Eddie Law. And Eddie, we had uh, we had Alexander Volkanovsky on the show earlier today, and obviously, he was confident. He was telling us, you know, that once he wins this fight, everybody's going to have to talk about him. I'm curious about Islam. Are we sure that he's as good as the odds tell us? Because, I mean, that dude's still at minus 400 right now. A lot of the hype on Islam is that he's Habib Nurmagomedov's training partner, if not protege, yes. right? Like, everyone for many years is saying, like, yeah, Habib's great and everything, but, you know, Dana Cormier and Stubb was saying, like, yeah, yeah, but check out this kid Islam. Wait till he gets up there and becomes the champion. I mean, think of it this way. Like, Islam probably could have busted his, his butt and, and got in there for a title shot sooner than later. And instead, he kind of, you know, held the reins back a little bit, let Habib have his time. Habib stepped out, retired, doing his own thing. And then it was like plug and play. Islam got it right in there and took the uh, uh, took the championship. And now we get an incredible matchup between two champions. And and, and I don't understand why the odds are, are favoring Islam that much. But this is going to be a, t- a very, very uh, – it's going to be a war, guys. This is not going to be an easy fight for either guy. What do you think is the best path to victory for a guy like Alexander? Like, you know, people are going to, you know, look at that size difference and think that's going to be tough for him. You know, he's been doubted a lot. He doubted in, in the Holloway fights, too. So he's not, it sounds like he's not used to. He's been in some uncomfortable mm-hmm. positions. Uh, what do you think is the best path for success for him? I mean, keep it on the feet, in my opinion. And now, keep in mind. A lot of people don't, nobody, nobody talks about Islam's hands, but Islam has hands, right? But we've seen guys, uh, uh, you know, guys knock him down before, land clean on him and everything. So what we've seen from Volkanovski, not only in terms of strategy, but physically, if you guys remember, this guy was a, this guy was a 200-some old, you know, a rugby player. He was a big, big dude. Yeah, he lost a lot of the weight. He lost a lot of the size, but that power remained. He can land on Islam and knock him out. Um, outside of that, that Aussie heart, man. Uh, if you guys remember his fight against Brian Ortega, Ortega had him in a guillotine, and, and it was, it was. I mean, I was in the crowd. I showed up to watch Nick Diaz, but I stayed for that. Obviously, that main event, that or that their fight, and I was screaming my head off. I'm a jiu-jitsu guy, and I'm like, that's it. He's got to tap. He's got to tap. And when he popped his head out, my jaw dropped. The Aussie heart's gonna is is, is to me his biggest tool. His head looked like it was so purple. What was the name of the girl in Willy Wonka and the Chalk Effect? Violet, Violet Bulgar. That's that's what his head looked like, bro. And then also, Eddie, correct me if I'm wrong, he got him in like a triangle choke a little bit later on that fight that I thought Volk might tap too. So, yeah, man, I don't really know that there is necessarily a path to beat that guy, which brings us to the great John Jones. He's officially back, Eddie, and he's going to be taking on 
surreal, gone. Don't need to really ask you any questions about how do you see that fight going? Who do you like? Oh, Johnny Bones, man. And here's the thing. I've been the one guy, not one guy, one of very few that kept saying, like, I don't want to hear a word about John Bones until he steps in the cage for years. And we're talking years. He's been gone for like two, what, two, three years? And every year he's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to fight. I'm moving up to heavyweight. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I'm still the GOAT. And I'm like, keep on talking all you want to, dude. I don't care. Now he's coming back. I can't lie to you, boys. I'm excited. I'm excited to see the GOAT come up. And he put on the weight correctly. I mean, go look up his Instagram. Go look up his Twitter, the videos, photos of him. He didn't just get fat and heavy. Like he built up powerlifting. Who knows what else on the side, but powerlifting, you know, getting big, like naturally. Like he's got a heavyweight's body now. If he has the same skill and speed that he had before, Cyril Gon can move like a middleweight all he wants to. He's going to get caught. I'm glad you're saying that, Eddie. Like, I feel like everybody we've been bringing on has been throwing the dirt on John Jones lately. I'm just like, man, we are disrespecting. We are talking the greatest guy. No, no, no. It's not disrespect. BT, BT, let me say something real quick. It's disrespectful. It's not. No, no. Because Eddie said just now, he. what if he looks like he did before? What do you mean before? Like, when he fought Dominic Reyes, he probably should have lost that fight if he wasn't John Jones. So, like, what are we talking about? How do we... Brendan, Brendan is exactly like you. It's John Jones. I got to put my money on. Mm-hmm. He's going to be an underdog. Why are you so damn confident for a guy that we haven't seen in three years? Okay, so a lot of the things, the messages we gotten from John Jones before, look at the last three guys he fought, okay? We're talking Anthony Smith. We're talking Tiago Santos. We're talking Dominic Reyes. Dom, out of those three, the only legitimate light heavyweight, Dom Reyes, right? And, and I, I'm with you. I thought Reyes should have won that fight. But it just seems like John Jones has this like knack of fighting down to the level of his opponent, which is what he did with Anthony Smith. Again, I was there for that one too. I was upset with everybody else that he didn't finish the guy in the second round like he could have. Um, so it, it's you're right. You have a great point on that. It's, it's is he coming back at the old John Jones, the guy that put Leota Machida out on his feet, the guy that took the belt from Shogun, the guy that made DC look silly. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. So if that guy shows up, we're talking the scariest human to walk the planet. Eddie, yeah, uh, we also got news today. We finally know what uh, Conor McGregor's future is. He's going to be coaching Ultimate Fighter and uh, going to be taking on Michael Chandler. So a couple of parts. One, uh, I don't know how much you've been watching Ultimate Fighter lately. Uh, how much does this uh, engage your interest in again? Because I know I'm definitely somebody who's kind of fallen off that brand. And two, uh, what do you think about the opponent? We thought it was Tony Ferguson this week and now Michael Chandler. How much does this wet your whistle? Yeah, yeah. So, okay, so as far as the show goes, man, I uh, – um, after – Man, after so many of these, man, I stopped watching the, the reality TV part of it. And I'll, yeah, I know I've been watching long enough to know exactly what time, you know, the fight's going to kick off, right? The actual fight at the end of the episode. So I usually do that. Um, Conor McGregor coming in. I'm watching the first full episode or two just to see because you got to give it to him. The guy is so entertaining. Like he's just entertainment personified. So that part's great. Um, there is an MMA god out there somewhere. Oh my dude, when they said Tony Ferguson, I'm like, why would you do that to Tony? Right? Not, no. Right? No, do not do not get my boy killed. Okay. I like Tony. Leave him alone. <laughs> Leave Tony alone. When they announced Michael Chandler and I'm I was first of all, that's the matchup that I said years ago that that needs to be McGregor's comeback fight is Michael Chandler. But second, you got a guy that can hit like a truck just as much. And if you watch Michael Chandler's fights, he's the dude that will bail on the game plan in a heartbeat and start swinging leather. So we're looking and an exciting fight, I think, coming out for those two. Talk a little fighting and make a little money here on the BetQL Network. At Elaw32, Eddie Law, 
from Cage Side Press is our guest. Let's keep talking, bro, about some of these upcoming fights we're looking forward to. We're going to get a chance to see Israel Adesanya step back into the octagon with Alex Perea, and the odds just baffle me. Like, I, I love Izzy. I mean, I, I literally have a canvas of him two, two inches in front of my face right now. He's one of my favorite fighters. But he should not be favored in this fight. What am I missing here? The, 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 I mean, he had the fight won this last time. He had the fight won the second time. Yeah, second time they fought in kickboxing. Every time that Pereira's finished him, Izzy had the fight won. But Izzy just has this whole, like, I'm not going to look like I'm running away type of deal. So I'm going to keep engaging. And he got caught both times. So uh, th- that's what they're looking at is, is the fact that, okay, fine, fine. This time Izzy's going to do it. This time Izzy's going to score score points, win rounds, and then just circle away and get his belt back. But, man, Alex Pereira is a different human being. That guy was that guy was sparring. I don't know if you guys seen the video of him sparring with former uh, light heavyweight, now retired uh, UFC or MMA fighter, Glover Teixeira. They were yeah. throwing heavy. I mean, Pereira was throwing. Pereira's a middleweight. Legs. Big middleweight. Kicks, man. But he kick was throwing after kick after kick. Bombs with a light heavyweight. Like, yeah. I don't care how many rounds he wins. I'm going to be strapped to my seat for all five rounds waiting to see if Pereira knocks him out again. Uh, the co-main, and I'm very excited about this, selfishly, that this is uh, going to be in Miami. Jorge Masvidal making his return against Gilbert Burns. We were just discussing this last segment, Eddie. Uh, long odds against uh, against Masvidal in this one. He's plus 375 right now. Gilbert is a heavy favorite. You agree with that, and do you think Masvidal has a shot? Uh, I agree with that. I agree with that. I agree with the odds. I, I, Gilbert's, look, I, I love Jorge Masvidal for who he is, right? This is a guy that's going to come in. He wants to throw heat. You know, if you talk, if you talk trash to him, he's not going to treat you like it's not like McGregor, right? Where he comes in and he's like, "I'm just selling a fight." Like you know, telling Habib in the middle of the fight, it's just business. It's just business. Jorge went and slapped allegedly Kobe Covington outside a restaurant in your in your city. All right, just smacked him. He's a real, real dude. He's a real guy. That's why you love Jorge Masvidal. That's why you love Nate Diaz. That's why you love guys like that. So, in this fight, Gilbert has been just way more active and way more successful. And if you guys saw Gilbert's fight against Hamzat. Dude, if, if he brings that attitude to the fight against Jorge, it might be a really scary short night for, for Masvidal. This is fun, man. Let's just keep rolling along with some other fights and okay. getting your thoughts on it. Uh, Usman gets back in trying to get his belt back versus Leon. And BT and I keep going back and forth. It's like, should Leon be more confident because he didn't do anything for four and a half rounds and he won? Does that mean that he's a live wire or... The fact that Usman was kicking his ass the entire time, except for the last, what, 30-plus seconds, I feel more like that. Like, to me, Usman gets his belt back, and I don't think this one goes the distance. What say you? I, I'm with you on that. I think Usman, Usman not only is coming back with something to prove, right? He's been doing all this stuff. Like, you know, he had started the whispers, or the whispers had started of him being the best welterweight, and we do this every year. There's a new best welterweight of all time every five minutes, it seems like. But Usman had a legitimate resume for that, right? So... Comes in into Utah, two seventy eight, and uh, uh, you know, I mean, watch. I was I was there covering it for Case I Press, and um, for you know, for like you said, for four rounds, and, and, and up until like the last thirty seconds, I was I was legit getting my stuff, getting ready to run back down to the media center. That was a legitimate like ten minute walk back. When Leon throws that left hand to hide the kick, lands it right in the perfect sweet spot, and Usman goes down. I was shocked like crazy, but I can't tell you he's gonna do it again. And I can't tell you he's going to be able to hold off Usman for five rounds this time. So uh, I got Usman as well. And it's 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 going to be entertaining at times and sometimes not because I think Usman's going to be one of those guys that's like, all right, cool. I'm going to I'm gonna hurt you. I'm going to beat you up. But I'm going to go back to my bread and butter, which is takedowns and ground and pound. 
Eddie, uh, turning our attention to tonight, uh, it's going to be uh, whew, it's going to be late for me when this one gets going. Uh, Sergey Spivak, Derek you. Lewis, yeah, it's it's uh, that's a tough ask to see me to have me see this fight. But you think uh, Derek Lewis too much for him? Is it is it starting to wind down on the Black Beast, or is he uh, still got something left uh, tonight and, and could pull off an underdog upset? I think Derek Lewis hasn't changed his fighting style since he started, and we love him for it. He comes in with big hands trying to knock everybody out. He don't care who it is. I mean, he tried to knock out Francis Ngannou, except for the fact that standing in front of a guy like that, they both froze up a little bit. Look, Derek Lewis made Francis Ngannou freeze up. That was big to me. But Sergey is I'll – t- I'll give you a really, really, really short story. I got to talk to Sergey one-on-one after his fight night fight, I want to say, whatever, last year. And I talked to him for a second. I was like, hey, you know, do you think you can stack up with the, with the top five of the, you know, of the heavyweight division? And he just looked at me, just deadpanned. Not one nod and walks away. I'm like, okay, Drago's in the building. What is going on here, yeah. right? So, um, yeah, no, you know what, Derek Lewis, great physique now. It looks like he lost some weight. It looks like he feels better. But unless he changes something in, in the way he fights and the way his game plan goes, um, it's not going to be a fun fight for us, I don't think. And Sergey's going to take it. You can get the Black Beast underdog money tonight. Um, when we're talking about the big boys, the heavyweights, before that, actually, Bellator tonight, for the final time, we will see the last emperor, Fedor Emelianenko, as a historian, as a guy that's been in a lot of these type of fights. Where do you have him, at least amongst the heavyweights? Like, is he the best? Is he top three? Can we not rank him there because he never fought in the UFC? Oh, man. As far as MMA is concerned, obviously, because, you know, he's got, a, he's, he's got a myriad of other disciplines that he's trained in. But as far as MMA is concerned, man, he's top three easily top three of all time i want to put him at one i think it's like you said like he didn't fight in the usc so he didn't fight like we didn't get the brock lesnar fight um i had a dream that we would get him against cain velasquez when velasquez was a champion and that, that didn't happen either but if you look back at, at his resume i mean thank goodness for the internet man you can go back and watch his, his fights from pride like if you want like to me will be the blueprint of a heavyweight fighter it's fedor you go back and watch his pride fights all the fights that he had in uh what did he had? Uh, he had the Strike Force ones. He had the, uh, oh, yeah. that, uh, whatever. Yep. All the other ones that he had. So, uh, 100%, to me, he's top three of all time. Um, the cool part about tonight is a lot of his former opponents are showing up to pay respect that. So, so if you guys are watching Belter 290, like, you're going to, you're going to love that little, that show of respect to give him. Nice. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. 
Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Uh, one more question before you get out of here about the big boys. What do you think uh, ultimately happens with Francis Ngannou now that he's no longer in the UFC? Uh, I think he comes back. I think it'd it, it be he have back. a hard time finding the UFC. Yeah, I think he comes back. I think he, he's going to box. He, he's definitely going to box. Like, uh, I mean, Eddie Hearn already, you know, I don't know, you know how honest, we know how honest Eddie is when he comes to dealings, but Eddie Hearn already came out and said, like, yeah, I offered him, a, a, you know, no strings attached deal to fight Anthony Joshua. Not a fight we care for, but, you know, what are you going to do? Um, that Deontay Wilder fight to me is the biggest, is, is, is the best fight for him just for the fact that he couldn't catch Deontay. Um, but, uh, ultimately I think he gets a Fury fight and, and part of that might be me hoping that him as an MMA guy and me a big fan of his, that, that he gets that payday and he can come back and have that, you know, uh, that Conor McGregor ish type of money where he can do whatever he wants. Because at that point he comes back to the UFC, he goes, Hey man, I just fought, I made a bunch of money. Like, what you got for me? You want me to beat your boy, your, your new champion, Johnny Bones? Give me that fight. See what's up. But, uh, um, nah, but I think he comes back. I think it's the UFC again. L- little, you know, he'll be gone for a little bit, but he'll be back. I'm with you on that one. Like, I think I'd rather see him fight Deontay Wilder because there's an outside shot he could win that fight. Fury, they'll okay. probably dance around for a little bit, but then ultimately, I mean, you, you ain't beating Tyson Fury. Come on. All right, well, he is Eddie Law. He's great. And he's going to join us again soon because he's one of the best in the business. Thanks so much, brother. We appreciate you. Appreciate you, boys. Have a good night. I think when it comes to that fight, BT, the closer it gets, people are going to pay for the pay-per-view. Like, if it does, if we do end up seeing Fury versus Nganu, it's just too good of a poster not to watch, right? Like King Kong versus Godzilla. You're paying for it, right? Fury can sell a fight, man. It's definitely going to have that freak show element to it. Coming up next, we'll tap out and we'll preview UFC 284 and try to make some money. You're locked into the BetQL Network.